in the city, in the country, wherever y'all be, in the lake home, wherever, California, India, <laughs> Europe, praise the Lord. Uh, we're glad you're here. Summit Nation guests, uh, praise God. We're going to get into the word a little bit. We're adjusting the temperature in the house, so uh, hopefully it'll, it'll cool. You know what will help? Every one of y'all at home, y'all turn, turn your, uh, your air condition to like 70, and that'll help us in here. Don't try to understand it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. We're into seated with Christ. Amen. We're, we're into the book of Ephesians. We're not teaching this uh, verse by verse, uh, commenting on every verse, but we are we're looking at at Ephesians based on this theme, sit, walk, and stand. We are um, looking at Ephesians, looking at Ephesians according to this basic outline. Um, we're looking at it, dividing it up into three parts. Part one has to do with our position in Christ, which is to sit. And part two, or section two, is our life in the world, or our walk. And part three is our attitude towards the enemy, and that is stand. Thank you, Lord. Right now, we're into sit. And Hebrews 1.3 says that, He is the radiance of his glory the, and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe, talking about Jesus, by the word of his power. Now, here's what I want you to see. After making purification for sins, he sat down. Now, Jesus said, now, if you're, if you're following along with your notes, I didn't have Ephesians 1, 3. We looked at that before, but this is just where I want to start, start with. And then you can refer to the notes on the app. And we've got at least the scriptures I plan to teach there. All right? So after Jesus purged our sins, he sat down. Jesus said in, when he was on the cross, we find this in John 19:30. it is finished. Thank you, Lord. We sang a song today, it's already done. Amen. Amen. And that's what it's talking about. See, on the cross, Jesus finished the work. Your healing was finished. Your healing is a done deal. Your prosperity is a done deal. Thank you, Lord. Your forgiveness is a done deal. On the cross, your sins were forgiven past, present, and future. Glory to God. Jesus said, it is finished. So what was finished? What we just read here. He purified your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Or he made purification for your sins. In other words, he removed your sins as far as the east is from the west. And then what did he do? It said he sat down. 
And he sat down because the work was finished. The work was complete. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, for by grace, everybody say by grace. By grace. By grace you have been saved through faith. So salvation, in order for salvation to happen, is not just grace. If, if it was just grace, then uh, you wouldn't have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And see, there, there's some people who, who believe just everybody's saved. And uh, some people call themselves grace teachers, and they, and they say, well, this is, is grace. You don't have to receive the Lord. Uh, you just, you know, everybody's saved. That's not true. That's, that's false doctrine. That's incorrect. Now, the price has been paid for everybody's salvation. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever believes in see, you got to believe in him. That's the faith part. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Okay? So you need the, the faith component. See, you were saved by grace. But it's through faith. So what faith does, and it's the same thing for your healing. Your healing's already done, but you have to receive it by faith. What faith does, faith receives what has already been provided freely by his grace. Amen. See, notice, by, by grace you've been saved through faith. Now watch this. And this is not your own doing. You don't do anything. You just receive it. it because it's the gift of God. See, grace and works cannot coexist. And uh, this is how we, we got off on something last week that Grace and faith, excuse me, grace and works don't mix. Anytime you introduce works, grace is gone because you can't mix it. It's either grace or it's works, okay? And if you have to work for it, it's not grace. It's not, everybody say, it's not my own doing. It is the gift of God. Now look at verse 9. Theref uh, or excuse me, not a result of what? Works. works. Everybody say works. works. See, your salvation is not a result of works so that no one may boast. See, if you did it, if you worked for something, then you could brag about it. You could say, I did it. See? So salvation is not of works. Now, let's go to Colossians chapter 2 because some people think that, okay, you're saved by, you're saved by grace. You don't, you don't earn it. You don't work for it. But you maintain it by your works. In other words, let me say it again or different. You, you, some people think you are saved by faith but you maintain your salvation by your works or by your performance 
or by what you do. And that's incorrect. Colossians 2.6 says, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Can y'all start, start that clock so I can have some idea, even though I don't pay much attention to it. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, watch this, so what? So walk in him. How did you receive Christ? We just looked at it. By grace through faith. So that's how we ought to walk. In other words, our walk, and we're going to get into our walk uh, later after we deal with sit. Because, see, the Christian life begins with sitting. Hallelujah. You got to focus on being being seated, and then your walk is easy. How did we receive Christ? We received Christ by grace through faith. So that's how we ought to walk, by grace through faith. So our entire Christian life, we're not working for anything. The same way we receive Christ. So, see, we don't maintain our salvation by anything we do. We do it the same way we got saved was by grace through faith. And that, that makes it easy. Hallelujah. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. I highlighted <laughs> something that's uh, on the screen for those that are, are here live, but... Uh, it didn't work out so well, got that red background. But anyway, you can, I'll read it to you. For whoever has entered God's rest, thank you, Lord. Now, this is how you know when you've entered rest. He has also rested from his works as God did from his. And we spent some time talking about that last week. Um, in creation, and we use the example of a defense attorney, when a defense attorney is finished arguing their case, uh, and, and sometimes they say, the defense rests. That doesn't mean they're about to take a nap. It, it, it means that they have done it all. They've finished their closing arguments. There's nothing else that they want to say. In other words, it's done. I said it's done. See, so what God did after he created the world, on the seventh day he rested. That doesn't mean he was tired. It, means, it, it meant that the work was complete. There was nothing else for God to do. He looked over everything that he created, and it was good. That really was an understatement. It was perfect. Huh? And so the seventh day he rested. See, God doesn't get tired. He rested because it's done. Glory to God. That's the same way, that's the same reason we need to rest. Because whoever, how many are, are whoever? Whoever has entered God's rest. Say, I have entered God's rest has rested. The New King James says, cease 
from his works as God did, did from his. So when we enter God's rest, we, we stop trying to earn God's acceptance. We cease from our works of trying to uh, earn God's love. Come on. We, we, we cease from, trying, from our own self-effort. We rest from our own performance-based living, our self-effort, trying to complete what's already been completed. Thank you, Lord. See, um, there's an ease and enjoyment when you're living by grace. But when you're trying to live by your own self-effort, there's, there's a striving. Huh? It, it's, it's stressful. But we, have, we enter God's rest. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, and, and so you cease from trying to earn anything from God. You cease from trying to qualify for God's blessings. Every time we turn around, blessings. We've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. See, we realize that it's finished. It's already done. It's already been provided. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, when you read the Bible, notice the past tense of God's word. Like in 2 Peter chapter 1, it talks about we have been given exceeding great and precious promises. That's past tense. Chapter 1 in 2 Peter his divine power has granted to us all things, has, past tense, everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has, say has, has granted to us his precious and very great promises. See, Notice the past tense of God's word. It's already done. Your victory is already done. Whatever you need, it's already done. So we just kick back and we just say, Lord, thank you, I receive it. It's mine, it's done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, uh, let's look at Hebrews chapter, well, same chapter. We're going to look at the very next verse, but this time out of the Amplified. Now, the only thing, <laughs> the only, only thing the Bible tells us the work to do is rest. And like, work to rest. Right. Say, work to rest. Anybody know what that means? I mean, how do I like working to rest? I, because we get so work-oriented. We, we think sometimes we got to make something happen. Get out there and make it happen. Do it yourself. 
when God's already done it. So we got to work to rest. And, and, and rest, I have to repeat this because some pe people misunderstand. Well, you got to do something, Pastor. Well, yes and no. You don't have to make anything happen because it's already done. But resting does not mean inactivity. Huh? It doesn't mean inactivity. It's, and write this down if you're taking notes. It's spirit-directed. When you're resting, it's spirit-directed activity. You follow the leading of the spirit. He directs you. He leads you. And he guides you. He knows how to put you at the right place at the right time. Huh? And wh wherever you look, blessings, bless coming in, bless going out. He's the one that, that creates the divine setups, places the right people acro across your path. Anybody ever, uh, can, can anybody bear witness that God has done some things for you that you could not have brought to pass on your own. You could not have made certain things happen. There was things that people and, 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 and things that would come across your path, divine setups that you, you couldn't have put that together in 100 years. But God just put things together and put things in front of you that you didn't have anything to do with. See, this is what I'm talking about. Because, see, you're trusting God. It's by grace through faith. And so you've got to labor to enter into that rest. And, and you know when you're out of rest, when you feel stress. When you feel struggle, when you feel strain, when you feel tired and worn out. Scratching your head, trying to figure it out. You're not resting. Let us, therefore, Amplify says, be zealous and exert ourselves and strive, watch this, strive diligently to enter that rest. It can be tough to rest. Man, I got to make this happen. No, strive diligently to enter that rest, the rest of God, to know and experience it for ourselves. My t I tell you, once you experience this rest for yourself, you don't want to be any other place. Know and experience it for ourselves. What? Experience the rest. That no one may, may fall or perish by the same kind of, dis, of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. Notice what he references here by an example of not resting. And, and the Bible tells us uh, to us, is, is uh, left to us, um, Hebrews uh, 4, 2. 
there remains a promise of entering into his rest. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Let me turn to that real quick. Hebrews 4 and 2. It tells us that uh, we shouldn't fall short of it. What was verse 1? While the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear. Lest, there's <laughs> an interesting word, fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. The only thing that we need to fear is fear that we don't rest. That's how serious rest is to God. And the example that he uses is the children of Israel in the wilderness and how that he gave them the promised land and uh, 12 spies went over. Moses sent 12 spies to go spy out the land, the land that God had given them, the land of Canaan. All 12 spies came back with a, uh, the same report of how good the land was. And God, God's instruction for them was to go and, enter the, uh, and, and possess the land which I do give to the children of Israel. In other words, it was already done. It was already prepared for them. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it wonderful? When, when, you, when you are in rest and you enter into that thing that God did for you, it's already complete. Already. Everything's set up. <laughs> Sometimes you got to scratch your heads like, wow, look at God. I mean, look at God. I mean, I didn't have to do nothing. It's already set up for me. That's why I call it a divine setup. Well, he had that for the, the children of Israel with the Ten of the 12 spies came back with what the Bible calls an evil report. And you know what the Bible calls this, this, this evil report? It was unbelief. You see it here in this verse. It's unbelief. And they weren't resting. They, only, only two, Joshua and Caleb, they were the only ones that came back with a good report. They, they're like, look, let's go up at once and possess it. Well, we are well able to overcome it. Because, see, that's rest. Now, they had to go and take it. You see, it's not inactivity. They had to go, just go take it. It was theirs. But the 10 spies with the evil report convinced the majority, the congregation, that, uh, that they couldn't do it. And they didn't. It was God's will. In fact, God had already given it to them, but they wouldn't walk in and put their feet on it. And that whole adult generation died in the wilderness. God did not allow them to go and possess the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb were the only two adults because they were the ones in faith. They were the only ones that was allowed to go in and possess the promised land. They, they did it under the leadership of one of those spies that came back with the good report, and that was Joshua. And he told Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot treads on, that have I, past tense, given to them, given to you. When did he give it to them? 
40 years ago. But the majority, were, they, they, they were scared and they were afraid. Don't be afraid to possess what God has for you. And notice that, that this land, or, or excuse me, the, the, the rest that God is talking about uh, is different than theirs because theirs was a physical location. Their promised land was a physical location. Our promised land is rest. That's the promised land. And see, what does this have to do with, with being seated? Because when, when you sit down, you're resting. Sitting down implies resting. Thank you, Lord. Experience it for yourselves so that you don't fall or perish the same by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. Our work, the only work we have to do is to work to rest. So, in other words, we work at not working. Here's what the Christian life ought to look like. Matthew 11, come to me, all you, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you more burdens and more cares and struggle and strain. No, I will give you, see, this is Jesus talking. He said, I will give you rest. Now, now, I want you to see the context. Now, he's talking about those that were under the burden of the law. They were under the heavy yoke. The law was a yoke because no matter what they do, they couldn't keep it. This is the context, okay? Now, this is very important for you to understand this because we're going to move into something here. Notice um, verse 19, it says, well, first, let me go back and read this again. Come to me, all you who labor, who labor, who are working, and heavy laden. He's talking, and in the context, he's talking about this heavy burden of the law. The law was only a temporary system to bring them to Christ. And Jesus fulfilled the law. He said, I will give you rest. Take He'd given them a different yoke. He said, take my yoke, not the yoke, that heavy yoke of the law. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find R-E-S-T, rest for your souls. For my yoke is what? Hard. No, my yoke, he said, is easy and my burden is light. Thank you, Lord. See, when you're resting, it, it's the, the, this life we have with the Lord is easy when we're sitting. Somebody said, man, the Christian life is so hard. No, it's not hard. It's impossible when you're trying to do it yourself. 
when you're trying to do it with your own self-effort, okay? But Jesus' yoke, when you do it God's way, it's easy. He said, my burden is light. Let's look at Acts. Acts chapter 15, beginning in verse 10, we're going to look at uh, the New Living Translation and see these Jews were trying to get the Gentiles, who are non-Jews, to keep the law. And there are people today who think that we are supposed to keep the law, but no, we have died to the law. We've been delivered from the law, and we're married to Jesus. And we, we covered a lot of that just last week in our, in our Bible studies on Wednesday. We're, we're covering that in great detail. Now, but here I want you to see what Peter is, is sharing with these Jews he, that, that are trying to get the Gentiles to keep the law. He says, so why are you now challenging God? <laughs> See, do, do you realize when you try to get believers today to keep the law, you're challenging God? Something to think about, isn't it? He said, well, why are you challenging God by burdening, burdening the Gentile believers with the yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear. <laughs> right? The law was only temporary to bring us to Christ. He said, like, once you're uh, uh, in Christ, you're no longer under the schoolmaster. He's like, why are you trying to, to, to uh, uh, burden them with this? Look at the next verse. We believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. I mean, this, this, this thing, we've made it so complicated. It's so simple. <laughs> We're saved by God's unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor. Glory be to God. Ephesians chapter 1. Now we're ready to get back into Ephesians. <laughs> but all this is a good backdrop because, see, the Christian life begins with what? Sitting. People like to jump into it. Well, I will I walk. We need to make sure our walk is right with the Lord. No, we need to make sure we're seated. And our walk becomes easy. We, we looked at this in, in the first time that we, we, when we began to study, that he worked in Christ. This is, we're jumping into a prayer that Paul prayed, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. We're talking about his power, his mighty power, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. 
So it's important for us to know that Jesus was raised above every demon spirit, above the devil. Now watch this. And you, chapter 2, verse 1, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. Okay. The New King James, I believe, it says, and you, it might be, I don't know, either the King James or New King James, said, and you hath he quickened. Because this is connected to verse 20. So, uh, to paraphrase this, what this is, what this is, is saying in the Greek is that he raised him from the dead and he raised you when you were dead. And you'll see this as we drop down to verse 5. Even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. I'm, I'm going to give you a little word study here. This is going to bless you. Oh, my goodness. Watch this. Made us alive. When we were dead, what did he do? He made us alive together with Christ. Everything that happened to Jesus in our identification with him in his death, burial, and resurrection, it happened to us. So when, when, when Jesus was crucified, we were crucified. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. When Jesus died, you died. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Some, some Christians trying to kill themselves. Don't do that. I'm just crucifying my flesh. You've already been crucified. I'm, I'm dying to self. You're already dead. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. When... when when Jesus was buried, we were buried with him. When, when Jesus was made alive, we were made alive. Hallelujah. When Jesus was seated, you were seated. That's where we are right now. It, it stops there. We're seated. That's where you are right now. We're in two places at the same time. We're living in this world. But we're not of the world. Hallelujah. 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 It makes me think about Beulah. Beulah was a sister from South Carolina. Used to ride. We, we, uh, we went in a carpool together going to Bible school. A couple of other brothers was from Detroit. And uh, Beulah was always talking about, Beulah was saying, when I was in the world, she would talk about stuff she used to, when I was in the well, and when I was in the well, and my brothers from Detroit, they got tired of her uh, talking about that all the time. So they would say, one of them rose up, he said, Beulah, where you at now? <laughs> so uh, when I was in the world. You're still in the world, y'all. But we're not of the world. 
Amen? Amen. Uh, so, because you're in two places. You, you're here, but, but, but we have to have the mindset that we're seated. Because you can get caught up watching the news. My friend Ben Tankard posted uh, something. Uh, he said, if you want to lower your blood pressure, turn off the news. I mean, to sit there and watch that all day, you can forget where you are. <laughs> I mean, we are seated. You are, we are supernatural people, y'all. Y'all ready for this? This is how God sees us. Even when we were dead in sins, I mean, way back then, made us alive on a cross. It, it is finished. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and has raised us up with him. Now I want you to notice in verse 5, made us alive. I want you to notice in verse 6, raised us up. Raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So I want you to go back to verse 5 and 6. Okay, we're seated together in heavenly places. We're not trying to get there one day. We're there right now. Hallelujah. I heard a, a uh, entertainer, an uh, 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 actor, famous actor, was given a testimony, a powerful testimony about uh, an experience he had with the Holy Spirit in, in his life. And he closed, and I, I wish I, 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 I have a position to share, be in position to share with him. I wish I was there to talk to him when he said that because he was talking about how he just wants to, like when, you know, when the time comes when, you know, that, 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 his, that he'll be in that number. Yeah. He just wants to be in that number. See, you don't have to be concerned, and I'd, I'd love to share with him. Look, you don't have to be concerned about being in that number. You're in that number. Yeah. That's right. But sometimes people, when, when, when you have that kind of mentality, they, they think that it's something that they do that will cause them to be in the number or not be in the number. But you're in the number already. You're already in heaven. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, watch this. There are verbs that I want you to pay attention to in verse 5 and 6. Made us alive. If you're taking notes, write, write this down. Made us alive in verse 5. And then in verse 6, raised us up 
and number three, seated us. So three phrases, raised, excuse me, made us alive, raised us up, and seated us, okay? They're all in the, what's called the aorist verb tense, which means it's a Greek past tense that means an action never to be repeated. Which means it's done. Made us alive, raised us up, seated is in the aorist verb tense, which means it's a past tense action. Never to be repeated. It happened in the past. You are, you are made alive, raised up, and seated. It's done. It can't be undone. Thank you, Lord. See, this will make you walk with confidence and boldness. Ephesians 1, 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace with which he, what, has blessed us in the beloved who is Christ. So Christ is the beloved, and he's blessed us. In other words, he's blessed us in him. Notice when the, notice the, when the blessing took place in the past. That was on the cross. In him... We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. See, we already have forgiveness. It's a done deal. It's already done. We have redemption and the forgiveness. Why? How? Through his blood. A couple more scriptures. Romans Chapter 6 and verse 8. You ever hear people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, uh, I'm dying to my flesh. And they, they get that from when Paul said, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's misleading in the King James where it says, I die daily. Um, ESV has a more accurate translation. Some other translations say, I face death daily. Paul wasn't saying, man, I'm dying in my flesh. See, people add that, and they get that from that. But, G, uh, but Paul was not talking about, I mean, he talked about I was shipwrecked. I was night and day in the deep, left for dead. He, he was talking about the persecution that he faced on a daily basis. Okay, and it was because of the assignment that God had given him. He was under attack by the enemy constantly. He was a threat to the enemy. So, y'all get that? Because, see, see, it says, now, if we have died with Christ. See, we have died. We, already, we are already dead. So, we don't, we don't need to die. We... <laughs> all, amen. 
<laughs> we are already dead. We died with Christ. So if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. See, it's not about dying, it's about living. Romans 6, verse 2, by no means how can we who died to sin still live in it? We what? We died. So why are you trying to die? You have died. Thank you, Lord. We're free from sin. Huh? Thank you, Lord. We died to sin. See, when sin presents, presents itself uh, to us, we just count ourselves as dead. And see, then sin will not have dominion over you. No? You go over there. It's not too far from Fort Wayne campus. There's a cemetery. You drive by it. And you go over there and try to tempt those folks to sin. <laughs> you consider yourself dead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, and this is important not to see yourself, well, I'm just a dirty old no good sinner. No, you're not dirty. You clean. Just think about somebody, they, they're working in one of them, uh, them manholes and what they, they have like in the ground. You got some people out there working. And let's say you, you're coming home from work and, and let's say you, you, you dirty yourself. You got some oil on you and some dirt, grease, whatever. Somebody, they needed some help inside the hole. And they asked for help and they were, you know, really needed some help pretty bad. So you say, oh, yeah, sure, I, I, I'll help you out, all right? And so you get down there, and, and you help them, okay? But what if you went home, you showered, put on your suit, right? Or you, you put on your dress or whatever it is, and you clean. You got your perfume on. Or, co or cologne, whatever the case may be, and you 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 got your hair done, and you 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 got your makeup on, and, and you you okay you so you go by that same manhole, and somebody asks you for help, it's like I'm clean, I can't I can't I can't mess with that, I can't mess with that, I can't mess with it, I'm clean. See, so so when you understand that you're clean, you don't want to mess with the dirt. You don't want to jump in a hole with the devil. And that's how we need to see ourselves. Hallelujah. How, how, how can we who died to sin live any longer in it? Don't you know? Verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. Now the word, this is not talking about water baptism right here. This is talking about, see, when, when you receive Christ, 
you were baptized into Christ. The word baptize means to uh, immerse. See, we don't use that word. It's baptizo in the Greek. We don't use that word too much in English. But in the, in the Greek, it's just, it's, it's not a, a biblical word. It's just a common word. Like if they had a donut and they wanted to, to dip it in their coffee, they might say, well, I just baptized the donut. Right. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, no. No, they, 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 they just use that in everyday society, see? So it, it's, it's simply a word that means immerse. Okay, so we've been immersed in the Christ. And so we were immersed into his death. You see, see the identification? See, you already died. I shared before that we were buried. Look at verse 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. See, we were immersed into, into his death. I'm a, I'm a Matrix fan. And uh, they're coming out with a, a, a Matrix 4. Glory to God. Amen. So, going back, I mean, if you're not in the matrix, this, this won't mean anything to you, but um, way back then, it's, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was a long time ago. But, but, but Neo went into this transformation, and they hooked him up, and they tried to disconnect him and make him free. Okay? So, here it says, we were <laughs> buried with him. Let me see what, how, how I want to connect this. I had a thought. It'll come back to me. We, we, were, we were buried with him by baptism into his death. Okay, so, so Neo had to go through a little death. And, 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 and they cooked him up, and, and he went through this death before he could, could, could get this new life that he had. All right? Matrix spoken, know what I'm talking about. So, so likewise, so we, in order before we had to be made alive, we would we died with him. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so just as or just like Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even too, or, or we too might walk in newness of life. See, in the Matrix, Neo died so, so he could be a new person that wasn't controlled by the system. And so his life after that, after going through this procedure and having died, then he had to discover who he was. After he went through this transformation period, he was the same person that he was later when he discovered who he was. But he had, he had to discover it. And, and, and before, while he was trying to make this transformation, or while he was going through this transformation, he, was, he had learned he was dodging bullets. Okay? And, uh, and he was pretty good at it, but every once in a while, a bullet would clip him. But they made a statement to him 
They said, once, once you discover, once you know that you're the one, see, you won't even have to. And he got to the point where he had a moment where he found out who he was and they were shooting at him and he just held up his hand. And the enemy was firing them bullets, rapid fire. He held out his hand and those bullets started like they were held in suspension in the air and began to drop one by one. And the enemy ran. They turned and ran when they saw that. That's what the devil would do for you when you discover who you are in Christ. You stop running from the devil. Amen. And you stand. We're going to get to stand. See, but it starts by being seated. And then when you stand against the enemy and he starts threatening you and telling, him, telling you what he's going to do to you, you're just going to stand there. You're not going to be afraid at all because you know you have authority over all his power. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And the devil will be running from you when you discover. You become unstoppable when you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. And there's nothing, listen, I'm telling you, there's nothing he can do to you. You have authority over all his power. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. you. When you realize you have the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. When you understand who you are in Christ and, and how powerful your words are, you begin to speak the word of God and declare what you want to happen. Thank you, Lord. I, it is good news. I invite y'all in, 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 in closing. I want to invite you to... Uh, you may not be able to tune in live, but go to the Summit Church page and check out the confessions that we do daily. And, and, and I tell you, the few people that get on there, it's, it's powerful. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. You, you ask people that have been, been on there, I'm telling you what, and... and um, it can seem to some people, to the casual observer, to, to be like it's kind of monotonous or, or keep saying the same things over and over and over again. But see, it's, it's powerful. I don't get tired of saying the same thing over and over again because I'm declaring who I am, what I have in Christ. Glory be to God. So uh, they're, they're up there for you to go back and, and listen to. If you can't do it, usually I, I do it somewhere between <laughs> 9 in the morning and noon, sometimes into the afternoon. But they're there every day for you on the Summit Church page. You can go there even and watch the replay and confess right along with me. Amen. Don't try to talk to me. I'm not going to talk back because it's a replay. <laughs> sometimes people get confused. Pastor, I'm out of here. You, you didn't say hi to me. Well, that's the replay you're watching. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. And I want, I, want, I want us to know who we are in Christ. You're unstoppable, church. I want every one of us to know who we are, man. You are somebody in Christ. Every head body, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.